I wanna share with you a pivotal moment in my real estate career that changed everything for me. The one deal that changed the entire trajectory of my life and business. Now, if you don't know me, I'm Jerry Norton. I got started in real estate nearly 20 years ago. And for many years now, I consecutively make millions of dollars a year transacting real estate. But early on, I had no idea that was possible or what I was capable of. I got my start wholesaling houses in Metro Detroit. Prior to that, I was working minimum wage doing construction work. I found wholesale real estate and I knew that I was on the path to something great. After about two years or so, I started to figure it out and I was wholesaling about four to five deals a month for around $5,000 per deal. At the time, that was more money than I'd seen in a lifetime, but I still had no idea what real estate could be. Then everything changed with one deal. I got a call from Howard Levinsky. Now, Howard was a real estate agent that specialized in selling bank-owned properties called REOs. And I had previously wholesaled nine or 10 of his properties. Now, at the time when the bank foreclosed on someone, if the property didn't sell at the foreclosure auction, the bank took back the property and then hired local real estate agents like Howard to list and sell those properties on the open market. So when Howard got a good deal in my market, he would tell me about it and I'd let him represent me on the offer so he would get both sides of the commission. Since he was doubling his commissions, he was eager to bring me his deals. Now I've since coined this technique, the double dip strategy, and to this day, it's a proven and reliable method of getting deals. Now I'll give you my double dip scripts for free so you know exactly what to say to agents, how to make offers, and how to overcome objections. Just go to agentofferscripts.com if you want that. Now later, after the 2008 market crash, I went on to buy over a hundred properties from Howard, but at the time I was still playing small. So Howard called me with a new deal. He said, Jerry, I got another bank property you should look at, but it's not a house. It's a vacant office building in Clarkston. I said, Clarkston, that's a great area, but I don't know anything about commercial. What would I do with an office building? He said, Jerry, it's an all brick building built in 1997. It had a loan for $1.4 million and the bank wants it gone and will let it go for $285,000. How can you go wrong? I said, okay, okay, I'll go look at it. So I drove there to see it. And sure enough, right on the corner of Baldwin and Clarkston Road in a prime location was this beautiful 7,200 square foot office building. But I still had no idea what to do. I only knew how to wholesale junker houses for $5,000. But this is what I did know. $285,000 for that building was an amazing deal. Surely I could find a buyer. So I called back Howard and I said, okay, Howard, what do I have to do? He said, I'll send over a contract. You have to pay a $10,000 non-refundable earnest money deposit and close in 30 days. I said, $10,000 non-refundable. I don't have a clue how to find a buyer and I certainly don't have the cash to buy it. If I screw this up, I'll lose the $10,000. He said, Jerry, it's $285,000. That's a crazy good deal. Don't screw this up. So I said, okay, Howard, but give me a few days to get you the earnest money. He said, I'll stall it with the bank for a few days, but that's it. So I signed the contract to buy an office building for $285,000. And then panic set in. What am I doing? Am I crazy? I don't know how to wholesale commercial. I remember calming myself down. Okay, Jerry, what's the worst thing that will happen? Well, I'll lose my $10,000 earnest money. Okay, that's a lot of money, but not the end of the world and I won't die. <laughs> so I calmed myself down and I said, Jerry, get off your ass and go to work. And like a stroke of genius, I thought, 
You know, one of the best techniques for finding cash buyers with houses is to look for other investors doing deals in the same neighborhood as my deal. So I wonder if that will work with this office building. So I decided to door knock all the other commercial buildings near my building. Now, right behind my building was a similar commercial building that had the same matching brick and roof shingle. I figured it was probably built at the same time and it was the closest building to me. So I decided to start there. That office building had a few different office spaces and a big daycare at the end unit. The first office I approached was a psychiatrist practice. So I went in, walked up to the receptionist and I said, Hi, I'm Jerry Norton and I own that building next door and I'm wondering if you could tell me who owns this building because I want to see if he might be interested in buying my building. She was very polite and said, as a matter of fact, the doctor who runs this practice owns the building. He's got clients all afternoon, but why don't you come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. to meet with him? I was like, wow, that was easy. So what did I do next? Well, I went to the next office and the next office and I door knocked all the other commercial buildings up and down Clarkston and Baldwin Road. And here's the thing. I may have lacked knowledge and experience, but what I did have was hustle and an insatiable desire to succeed. I have a motto I try to live by. Pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on you. So the next day I met the psychiatrist at his office and I'll never forget. He invited me into his office and he said, I'm Dr. So-and-so, but you can just call me John. Go ahead and take a seat. And right there in his office was a big leather couch. And I thought, oh no, he's a shrink. He's going to figure out real quick that I have no clue what I'm doing. So I sat down. I did not lay down. I made sure I was on the edge of the couch and I was super alert. And he said, I understand you're the owner of that building and you want to sell. I said, that's right. So he said, how is that possible? I've been trying to buy that property from the bank for over a year. Now, I later found out that the daycare in his building was owned and operated by his wife, and she wanted to expand the daycare, and my office building was the perfect size and location. And that's when I learned a valuable lesson, that it's more about who you know than what you know. John had been trying unsuccessfully to buy the building directly with the bank, while I had the inside connection and relationship with the agent who represented the bank and swooped in and got the deal. Now, I could tell he was not happy that he didn't get it and some punk kid did. I said, John, I don't know why you weren't able to buy it, but the good news is I want to sell it and I'll let it go for a steal, but it has to be cash and it has to close in 30 days. So he said, all right, how much do you want? I responded, well, I'm talking to all the business owners in the area to see who will pay me the highest price. Now, what I hadn't told him was that I just signed the contract the day before and I hadn't even paid my earnest money yet and that he was the only interested person that I had talked to so far. So he said, Jerry, surely you have a price in mind. I mean, you came to me. I said, true, but John, surely you have a price in mind since you were trying to buy it from the bank. Now, this guy was savvy. He knew, like me, the old Chinese proverb, he who names the price first loses. He said, that's true. And then there was a long, awkward silence. I just sat there and he was looking at me and I could feel him trying to read me. Finally, he said, I'll tell you what, Jerry, you tell me the price you want. And if I like it, I'll pay cash and I'll close in 30 days, just like you want. So I said, okay, 400,000. Without even hesitating, John fired back. I will pay a dime over 325,000. Now, remember, I had the contract for 285,000. If I took his 325 price, 
I'd make $40,000. Now that may not seem like a lot, but this was like 17 or 18 years ago. And at the time, I think my highest wholesale fee on a single deal was like $8,000. So $40,000 was a big deal. And I don't know what came over me. Instead of taking his offer, I stood up, I stuck out my hand and I said, it was nice to meet you, John. I'll see you later. And I started heading for the door. He literally stopped me and said, hold on, hold on, sit down, tough guy. So I sat back down and he said, tell you what, let's meet in the middle, make it 350,000 and I'll sign right now. So I pretended to think about it for a few seconds. And finally I said, I'll do it under one condition. You write me a non-refundable earnest money check for guess how much you got it. $10,000, which he did. And I used his $10,000 earnest money to pay my 10,000 earnest money. Now he only had one stipulation. He was busy and he wanted me to work directly with his lawyer to close on the deal. And that's significant as you'll see in a minute. So I agreed to work with his lawyer and 30 days later, I'm sitting in his lawyer's office at the closing and they handed me a check for $65,000. I had just wholesaled my first commercial deal and my biggest deal. And I knew in that moment that there was no limit to what I could do with real estate. Now, if you think that was brilliant, leave a comment and say, way to go, Jerry, you're a flipping genius but it gets even better. The lawyer that represented John was Jake Porritt. And Jake is a well-known real estate lawyer in the area. And at the closing, he was really impressed with how I pulled off this deal. He said to me, Jerry, I really like you. I have a deal I want you to look at. He explained to me that his specialty was doing what he called commercial workouts, which was basically restructuring loans between commercial property owners and their lenders. At the time, he had a client named Dan who owned this apartment building in Detroit. The problem was Dan had a loan with Fifth Third Bank for $1.2 million and his loan recently came due. So Fifth Third Bank did a new appraisal and it came back at $950,000. So he was upside down on his loan and the bank told him they would not renew his loan. In fact, they decided to call his loan due. So what did Dan do? He stopped making his loan payments to Fifth Third and hired Jake to try and negotiate with the bank. So after Jake explained this to me, I asked him, so what is it that I can do to help? So Jake went on and explained, well, Fifth Third does not want to foreclose and own an apartment building in Detroit, but they still want out of the property. Instead, they're willing to sell his loan at a huge discount. So I said, great, what's the problem? Jake said, the problem is Dan wants to keep the building and the bank won't sell the loan to him. He needs someone who can buy the loan from the bank and then as the new lender, restructure a new loan with him until he can refinance and pay off the loan. Now, if you're confused, you know exactly how I felt. So I said, explain this all to me again one more time. He said, okay, I'll explain it to you using all the numbers. He owes 1.2 million. It appraises for 950,000. Fifth Third doesn't want to foreclose and is willing to sell their $1.2 million loan for 400,000 cash. But since Dan wants to keep the property as the new lender, you will restructure or modify his loan to let's say 500,000. And since it appraised for 950, Dan will easily be able to refinance with a new lender and pay you off in let's say six months or less. And that was my introduction into creative financing. Now I had no idea what I was doing, but Jake coached me along the way. I borrowed 400,000 from a private investor that Jake referred to me and I bought the note, not the building, the note from Fifth Third Bank. 
Then as the new lender, I did a loan modification from 1.2 to 512,000. By 512,000, I just made it up because it sounded good. On the new loan with Dan, I wanted to make sure he was really motivated to refinance and pay me off. And I wanted to make a spread on the cost of my private money loan. So I charged him 18% interest only on his $512,000 loan with me. So he agreed. And about six months later, he got an SBA loan and paid me off. So Dan went from owing $1.2 million to Fifth Third to owing $512 to the SBA. I made $112,000 on the note flip plus about $46,000 in net income from the interest payments. So all in all, I made $158,000 on that deal. Now I called it a backflip because I flipped it back to the owner and I went on to do several more deals with Jake over the years. Now here's the thing and the takeaway. Wholesaling the office building and then flipping the apartment note completely transformed the way that I did real estate. My mind was opened and I was convinced that there was unlimited opportunity to make money in real estate if I was just willing to be creative enough. Prior to those two deals, I thought like most people that the key to real estate was having money, that only the rich with cash in the bank could do big deals. Once I really learned that the secret to real estate was controlling the property and that I could use other people's money to do it, the world opened up to me. I believe the deal of a lifetime comes around about once a week if you're in the game. Now, I want to encourage you to get off the sidelines and get in the game. I share the story not to motivate you. I actually don't teach motivation. If you need motivated, this isn't for you. You don't need motivated. You need to do a deal because when you do a deal, you won't be able to sleep at night. You'll be so excited that you'll wake up running. There hasn't been a day since I did my first deal almost 20 years ago where I needed motivated. I wake up every day fired up to have an impact on the world. Now, if you want to change your life, do whatever you have to do to do a deal and you'll never need motivated again because that deal will lead to another deal and another deal. And before you know it, you'll be doing more deals and bigger deals. That's how you win at the real estate game. And to help you get there, I want to give you my comprehensive training program to wholesale and flip houses. I'll give it to you absolutely free. Just go to eightweekacademy.com. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. And remember, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's really all about. And I'll see you on the next video.